Welcome to episode 113 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you want to burn fat, gain energy, and enhance your health by changing when you eat, not what you eat, with no calorie counting, then this show is for you. I'm Melanie Avalon, author of What, When, Wine, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine. And I'm here with my co-host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay, Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. For more on us, check out ifpodcast.com, melanieavalon.com, and jenstevens.com. Please remember, the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice or treatment. So, pour yourself a cup of black coffee, a mug of tea, or even a glass of wine, if it's that time, and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Hi friends, I'm about to tell you how to get an exclusive discount on one of my favorite products for truly upgrading your health on a cellular level. So the new year is upon us and it's often a time where people are really trying to instill new habits and really upgrade their health. There's something I have been using for years, not just at the new year, Literally every single day of my life, I am not making that up. Even when I travel, I have a way to address it then, which I will tell you about. And it's something that is so easy and feels amazing. That is red light and near infrared therapy. Okay, so friends, you could go somewhere and pay a lot of money to do red light near infrared therapy sessions, or you could just bring it to your home and use it every single day. That's what I do. I've been using Juve red and near infrared light therapy devices for so long. There are so many clinically proven benefits of red light therapy. That includes improving your skin. Yes, you really will notice it. Faster muscle recovery, reduced pain and inflammation, enhanced sleep, and so much more. I use it in the morning and evening as ambient light because it actually mimics the setting and rising sun. And then I sort of run it throughout the day as well to help combat all of the blue light that we're exposed to, which can have a negative effect on our health. Whenever I have muscle pain, I shine Juve on the muscle. For me, it has made the pain go away instantly. And then for chronic pain, when I do continued sessions, it's made it dissipate. One of my good friends who is a doctor uses these devices on his, shall we say, manhood for benefits there. Yes, it can help in that department as well. I honestly could not imagine my life without Juve. You will just feel so good using these devices. People also post all the time in our Facebook group of their pets gravitating towards the Juve because intuitively they just know that it's good for them. The reason Juve can address so many things related to health is because it actually affects our cells on the mitochondrial level. Basically, it makes those cells perform better. And when those cells are performing better, everything just works better. That's why, yes, Juve can help with your energy as well. I've been recommending Juve specifically for years because the quality of their devices are the best. Their modular design allows for a variety of setup options to give you flexibility. The treatments are so easy. You can do them in as little as 10 minutes, or you can be using it all throughout the day like I do. All you have to do is relax and let your body take in the light. They also have their Juve Go, which you can travel with. Yes, that is how I really do use this every single day. That Go is also great for targeting specific areas of your body, like hurting joints or sore muscles. Honestly, friends, health doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be complicated 
complicated. If you're looking to enhance your health and wellness this new year, start with what matters, which is your cells. And Juve has an amazing offer just for our audience. You can go to juve.com slash IF podcast and use the coupon code IF podcast to get a discount on your qualifying order. Again, that's J O O V V dot com forward slash IF podcast to get an exclusive discount on your order. Pick up a Juve today. Some exclusions apply. I really hope you guys can experience Juve. It really is one of my favorite things. And we'll put all this information in the show notes. All right, now back to the show. One more thing before we jump in. Did you know that common ingredients found in skincare and makeup products can actually disrupt your endocrine system? These endocrine disruptors are a silent threat that can have significant impact on your health, including something that is very important to me, fertility. Your skin is your body's largest organ and what you put on it matters. Endocrine disruptors are chemicals that interfere with the natural hormonal communication in the body. It also matters during pregnancy. And that's one of the reasons I pay close attention to what I put on my skin while being pregnant. Studies have shown that exposure to endocrine disruptors can affect both male and female fertility. For women, these disruptors can lead to irregular menstrual cycles, ovulation issues, and even polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. In men, they can reduce sperm quality and quantity, making it even more challenging to conceive. But it's not just about fertility. When it comes to fat loss, one of the reasons that endocrine disruptors can get in the way of fat loss is because a lot of our toxins are actually stored in our fat. It's a way that our bodies protect us from those toxins. These toxic compounds can even work synergistically, amplifying their harmful effects and making it that much harder to shed unwanted body fat. All of these reasons are why I am obsessed with a company called Beauty Counter. The founder actually started the company when she learned about the potential dangers of toxic chemicals and their link to health issues, specifically miscarriages and infertility. While pregnant, I make sure to only use Beauty Counter products. It's one of the only makeup lines that is officially recommended from the Environmental Working Group. What really sets Beauty Counter apart is their unwavering commitment to protecting us, the consumers, from the hidden dangers that lurk in conventional beauty products. Beauty Counter goes above and beyond, rigorously screening every single ingredient that goes into their products, ensuring that they are safe, clean, and free from harmful toxins. They're not just a beauty brand, they're a movement for change, advocating for stronger regulations in the beauty industry. With Beauty Counter, I know that I can trust that the skincare and makeup that I use are not only effective, but also safe for me and my family. They have skincare lines for every skin type, as well as so many other incredible products. I absolutely love their overnight resurfacing peel. It's my favorite way to get anti-aging benefits in a skincare product. The makeup is absolutely amazing. I have tried alternative beauty products in the past and none of them truly performed. But with Beauty Counter, the foundation is so amazing. It makes me feel like my skin can breathe and it looks so dewy and beautiful. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off their first order. Beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 113 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. I'm Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Jen Stevens. Hi, everybody. 
I was going to say, and how are you today, Jen? But then I was going to say, it's been forever. But then I was like, no, I always say, and how are you today, Jen? And I can't break that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've never not said that. Yeah. Well, how are you today, Jen? Well, I've been having a, a rough week. Did you see what happened to my cat? I saw that very briefly. So what happened? Well, this is Ellie for for listeners who've been listening. She's the one who comes in sometimes with with gifts for me while I'm recording. She'll bring in the little animals. She's an indoor-outdoor cat because she loves being outside. Well, she got hit by a car while I was at the beach. And so I know it happened um, Monday. I was at the beach. And so, you know, her leg was broken and that was the only injury we knew about was her. And we actually didn't realize that she'd been hit by a car. My husband just found her and it was clear that she was injured. And then over time, you know, her tail is also broken and she's got some nerve damage to her bladder, which is a whole thing I could go into, but I won't. But just imagine a cat with a bladder injury is interesting to take care of. But we're working on that. But her foot, her legs in a cast, you know, a whole leg cast, but you know, we're very optimistic that she's going to recover completely. But right this minute, guess where she is? I saw a Facebook post, so I actually know. Yeah. <laughs> but where is she? She is in front of my juve. I looked for an article on on nerve damage and red light therapy, and I found one on PubMed. I mean, several legitimate articles <laughs> about restoring, restoring nerve damage function and nerve regrowth with red light therapy. So I was like, okie dokie. And she loves it. Like she just lays there and soaks it up and she's so happy under the red light therapy. So Ellie is, is doing the juve right now. And so um, hopefully that'll be just a step along the recovery process for her because she is not enjoying the, the bladder situation one single bit, nor am I. Yeah, I, I did see that picture of her in front of the juve and she looked she looked happy or she looked content. Yeah, she seems to really be enjoying it. So, you know, for a while we thought the biggest problem was her leg and then they're like, oh, nope, we got these, you know, so it's it's just so stressful to be dealing with, you know, a member of the family like our precious Ellie. She's also the cat that's in Delay, Don't Deny in the exercise chapter, the one that's saying exercise. I thought you said extra fries. That's Ellie. That's a picture of her. So she's a good girl. So we have our our fingers crossed that that she's going to make a full recovery. Well, I will send happy thoughts her way. Thank you. I remember when our cat got either hit by a car or attacked, I think, by a coyote or something and had her, her whole thing that she went through. Actually, and we had another cat that lost a leg to a coyote. It's a lot when you're, you know, when your pet goes through something like that. So. Oh, yeah. Boy. Well, hopefully she makes a speedy and wonderful recovery. Yep. And the poor thing, I mean, it is hard to be a cat with a giant cast on her leg if she didn't, you know, her tail isn't working because it's broken and she's just, she's pitiful. And she also won't use the litter box. I mean, she can't go to the bathroom, but she won't use a litter box. She won't even try to use the litter box. It's like she does not even think a litter box. She's, She's an outdoor, you know, she likes to go out. So I have to take her outside and put her in the dirt. And she scratches around in the dirt and, you know, nothing happens. But she definitely likes the dirt, not a litter box. Cats are weird. (laughs) Then we have this other cat who I put the litter box in the house for a minute for Ellie. And while our back was turned, she jumped in it and used it. We got really excited because we thought it was Ellie, but then we realized it was Lucy. I remember when um, I offered to take care of 
our family cat. I offered to take care of it when I was living in Atlanta last time. And I had all these like ideas when I first took them about how I was going to take care of them. And I was going to order one of those really, really expensive, like $500 litter boxes that cleans itself, cleans itself. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. No. (laughs) Instead, I discovered the most amazing litter ever created in the history of cat litter. And it changed my life. Well, I'm so interested in that. What makes that amazing? It's amazing. It's like amazing. It's the, um, the pine litter. There's a few different brands that make it, but it's not gravelly litter. It's litter made from like pine. Right. And Jen, it, it's like life-changing. It's amazing. Okay. So be- <laughs> now we're, I can't believe we're having a whole conversation about cat litter, but basically it's made from pine. It doesn't track or anything because there's no sand or gravel. It just disintegrates. Oh, okay. But it smells like a forest. It makes no mess. Okay. Well, that's that sounds good. I remember we had like something like that that we had in a hamster cage when I was a little girl. Yeah. Well, this stuff, and I thought it was just me being really obsessed with it. Like I would actually go clean the litter and be happy because it smelled like a forest and there was no mess. Well, that's good. <laughs> and um, But then I told my sister about it because she got a cat and she became obsessed. So I was like, okay, it's not just me. Well, good. <laughs> So guys, I'll put a link to it in um <laughs> I have podcast.com slash stuff we like. All right. Well, Ellie only likes dirt, so I would have to get like a litter box full of dirt. She might be okay. She might like this. I mean, I don't know. You could try. I doubt it. She keeps trying to like when we put the litter box down, she tries to sleep in it like it's a bed. Okay, that's a problem. Yeah. So I feel like if we put a really nice pine in there, she'd be like, Oh, this is an even better bed. <laughs> True. Yeah, but I, probably a box of dirt would work. But right now it's okay. I'm just taking her out and standing her there. And but she can't use it anyway. So don't ask what I'm having to do in the meantime. But bless her heart, she doesn't enjoy it. Neither do I. Well, sending yeah, sending happy thoughts. Yeah, I had a interesting experience this week. Well, what what was up with that? So I just moved back to Atlanta, right? Right. And guess what happened? I might have told you, but guess what happened the week after I moved here? Well, I don't know. The week after. I got a letter for jury duty. In Atlanta? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, no, you didn't tell me that. Uh Uh-huh. So, like, (laughs) it's been, like, hanging over my head for the past month and a half, and it finally came to be. And then guess what? Guess what? (laughs) Well, I don't know. So you know how you call ahead? Or I don't know if you know. So in some different places here at least they say tell if you have to report right 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 yeah so i was juror number 243 so i called the phone i called the number then i i was going in on a monday so i called on a friday and the message was jurors number one through 243 report and you were number 243 uh-huh oh, uh-huh no. and then when i got there then like early the next morning which is the bane of my existence early mornings i was like how many people were potentially on the list to come in and she was like oh like a thousand i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was like are you serious and i was number 243 wow so but then they didn't even need they didn't even use me good so like they dismissed like a fifth of us 
Well, that's good. Yeah, I've only been called for jury duty. Well, I've been called twice. The first time I had to go through the whole process. I was there most of the day, but they let me go because we know a bunch of attorneys in town and my college roommate's an attorney, but we know some in town and I was just listing them off and they're like, you can go. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> like one of them was best man in my wedding, you know? So, oh yeah. Yeah. My college roommate's an attorney. But then the second time that I was supposed to go, it was the last week of school. Like I was going to be teaching school the last week ever that I was going to be teaching. And I, I called and got out of it. Yeah. For ours, the only question they asked on like the questionnaire was whether we had a certain insurance company, which um, I actually did have. So I was pretty convinced they were going to let me go. But then when they called out the people who got to go, which was like a fifth of us, all, <laughs> all the people were walking out and I was like questioning them. I was like, did you have this insurance? Did you have this insurance? Because I was trying to see if that was why. And that wasn't the common thread. So I have no idea. <laughs> well, I bet that was one of the things. Probably. Yeah, probably. But in other news, it's been so long since we've talked. I literally have a list of things. I've been making a list of, oh, like talk to Jen about this on the podcast, but there's so many things I don't want to get out of hand, but I will mention one of them. Okay. Because it actually relates to our sponsor today. And I didn't even realize they were a sponsor on today's episode, but I had made a note of this to tell you. I had an epiphany this week. What was it? That there were three supplements. There were three supplements that whenever I stop taking them and then I take them again, I'm like, why did I ever stop? Do you know what those are? Serapeptase. Yes. Atron Teal. Yes. And I don't know the third. So the second one is Atron Teal, which is one of the, one of the sponsors today. That's why this was relevant. Um, no, the third one is, well, it's not really a supplement. Well, yeah, it is. It's um, Lodos Naltrexone. Okay. Which, yeah, tangents. But um, Atron Teal, we had that amazing, wonderful interview with Dr. Kim Brown last week, which I really enjoyed that interview, Jen. Oh, I did too. He's great. He's amazing. I, I feel like we got into so many amazing topics about fasting and carnivore diet and the gut microbiome. And I was so excited that he had personally done, I was so excited that he had done, you know, he did already five, no, how many? Five, four or five rounds of four, four different fasts, I think, this year alone. Yeah. Like extended fast. So um, he did like Prolon and the five day like a five-day water fast and his own version of the fasting mimicking diet. And um, one other thing before we jump in, we are a Himalaya partnered show and that's a, an absolutely amazing podcast app. So you can keep all your podcasts in one place. If you use it, you can get access to us 24 hours in advance. I have a playlist on there called Intermittent Fasting Podcast Stuff We Like. That's where I put episodes that I've listened to recently that I really like. I put one on there this week that I really, really liked. It was an interview on the Bulletproof Radio podcast with Dave Asprey. It was with Scott Carney. He's an investigative journalist, but it was an episode all about homeostasis right? and how we need to encourage our bodies to fight for homo homeostasis rather than it come about naturally. So <laughs> things like cold exposure, fasting, you know, like challenging in our bodies in a healthy way rather than just living in a super comfortable society 24-7. So they talked about fasting and things like that. So I put a link to that. That's a, a good example. But definitely, definitely follow us in Himalaya and check out that playlist. All right, let's get started. We have some, some listener feedback from Annie. And the subject is, I am finally getting it. Thanks. 
Annie says, Dear Jen and Melanie, I have been listening to your IF podcast for over a year now, and I finally had the aha moment just the other day and felt compelled to share it with you. First, let me offer my sincere appreciation to the two of you for continuing to motivate me and many others to continue to pursue an IF lifestyle. I think I've always done some form of waiting to eat since my early teen years over 40 years ago. Now in my 50s and having recovered from an eating disorder, having to rethink food and how I have used it as a pawn in my ability to control aspects of my life, I am finally getting what food is about. As my friend has told me, and I think I've heard this on your podcast, food is fuel. It is the medicine that we need to keep our bodies healthy and strong. What we put in makes a huge difference in the output that we perform daily, weekly, and over time. Melanie, as an aside, I'm listening to Atomic Habits, which I love. Thanks for the suggestion. Anyway, it was something that clicked with me the other day that finally made me stop focusing on weight, fat, the scale, etc. It was the acceptance that this eating pattern of fasting intermittently is a way of life. Since it's not going away, there is no rush. This is what we do. We intermittent fast. If I want to experiment with three weeks of raw spinach and wild blueberries, I can do that. There's no cheating. There's no one watching or keeping score. This is a really healthy way of life that reaps rewards that we may not be able to see right away. I appreciate the insightful tips that you give to all of us each week in encouraging us to be forgiving of ourselves and to use our future selves to help us make tough in-the-moment decisions. I really just want to tell you how much you have done for me, my spirit, and my relationship with food and eating. Annie. Yeah, I really love this email from Annie. And she hit on so many amazing key points that are huge. And like, I love what she said about how it's a way of life. So there's no rush. And I think that is so huge because I think, especially with dieting, we're so accustomed to thinking, oh, I have to do a, I have to be, you know, perfect and I have to do this right and I have to do it right now and I need I need immediate results. But with intermittent fasting, it is a way of life and you have this freedom to experiment and try new things and you can always learn and it's just so freeing. It actually reminds me of um now something I listen to every single morning when I wake up is there's this one I talked about Tom Billu on the podcast a lot before, but he has a lot of really motivational like very short podcast speech things. They're they're really great. Um, but he has one about basically how you can always move forward and learning from your mistakes. And as long as you understand that that nothing is a failure, everything is a learning moment, is a moment to learn, then how freeing and motivational that is. Like, because then you don't you can't do anything wrong because everything you can learn from. So you don't have to worry about if something succeeds or not but rather what can I learn from this? And that's what he says. If you ever have anxiety about something or panic about something, just say, what can I learn from this? And then, you know, everything will be okay. And so with intermittent fasting, it's like you can adopt this eating pattern. You can, you know, embrace that and then experiment with that. And I love what she said about if she wants to eat, go wild on three weeks of raw spinach and wild blueberries. Yes, you can do that. (laughs) So, um, tangents, but yeah, I just really, really love this email from Annie and so happy for you. Yeah, I loved it too. And that, you know, it is no rush. This is a lifestyle. It's a way of life. And where she said, this is what we do. Boom, there it is. Once you understand this is what we do and you have the rest of your life to tweak it and get it right and change what you need to go with the different seasons of your life, 
then you've made the shift from diet to lifestyle. And oh, yeah, I didn't make that right away. I've probably talked about this before. It took me a couple of years <laughs> to make that shift. I also wasn't fasting clean because that had not been invented yet. And nobody knew about that. Or, you know, we didn't realize what we were doing. Probably some people did, but it wasn't, you know, in any of the books I'd read. But, you know, once we we make that shift away from short-term results to long-term lifestyle, it really changes everything. That reminded me, you said it hadn't been invented yet. Yeah. I was thinking, well, except in history. Well, I mean, I guess people people knew, there were people who did strict water fasting. But I'm talking about fasting without, you know, when I was doing it, the whole thing at the beginning, the whole premise of fasting that everyone talked about, this is before the obesity code had been released. Okay. So this is, you know, there, we had very few things out there and all of the books that I read said it was fine to have zero calorie beverages like diet sodas. All of them said that all of them. And so the idea that, that fasting was just a way to lower your calories because you're eating in a shorter period of time was really kind of, I mean, I remember reading books that said that early on in my journey. This is way before the obesity code, like I said. But I mean, I know if you go back and talk to people who um, were, you know, talking about water fasting only, I'm sure they they would agree that you shouldn't be having all those chemicals during the fast. But it was just as a diet kind of philosophy. But, I mean, I know people were fasting without those things before they were invented. <laughs> but right, it just reminds me of a, a magnet I saw. <laughs> like a long time ago, but it stuck with me. And it said something like, don't you love organic food? Or as your grandparents called it, food. Right, because that's all there was. Those chemicals, yeah. I get what you're saying, but you know, we didn't realize, or I didn't, none of the books I was reading talked about how those things were detrimental during the fast. So if it was just about calories, they wouldn't matter. But now we know it's not just about calories. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, then we have another feedback from Linda. The subject is episode number 110 and people that thrive on PUFA. And Linda says, hi, Jen and Melanie. This is more of a comment than a question. I found episode number 110 fascinating, particularly in regards to the PUFA discussion. It spurred me to follow through with submitting my DNA raw data to Xcode Life for nutritional report. LOL. It turns out that I am one of the people who do well on PUFA. High saturated fat and PUFA are my fats to thrive on. I lovingly embrace saturated fat, but will continue to avoid seed oils just because of what it takes to produce them, but maybe more tuna and mackerel in my future though. Love, love, love you both. So, yep. I mean, I think we all definitely can, based on our genetics and epigenetics, different foods work for different people. So I thought that was some nice, some nice feedback. I've been receiving a lot of feedback about our PUFA discussion conversation. And by the way, for people who who don't remember, PUFA is polyunsaturated fatty acids. And so those are like salmon, vegetable oils, nuts, and seeds. And my Xcode Life report said I don't do well on PUFA (laughs) or polyunsaturated fats or monounsaturated fats. So... Yeah, it's you can tell they're obviously not just giving us all the same exact advice. It's clearly tailored because it does vary. Yep. And the the conversation surrounding that was whether or not polyunsaturated fats are what in what quantity are they beneficial, even the omega threes and whether or not they are, you know, inflammatory or not. So right. Another discussion for another day, but very fascinating to say the least. 
Would you like to read the next email? I will. But I will say one thing. After I got my Xcode Life report back, I had been just living at the Olive Bar at Sprouts and, and like living for the olives in olive oil with feta. And I was like opening my window with a huge plate of olives in olive oil and feta every single day. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should not have this every single day if this is not my best type of fat. So I went back to having more cheese and crackers. And I swear I feel better. Isn't that weird? I love olives. Yeah, it's well, it's funny because, you know, olives are like the one food I don't like, really. <laughs> <laughs> They're like one of my favorite foods of the world. Like one of my first words as a little baby was Ollie. I mean, I'm not going to avoid olives. Yeah. I'm not saying that, that I'm never going to eat olives or I'm not going to eat these fats. But if maybe those are not the best fats for my body, I probably should not open my window by eating a giant plate of them every single day. <laughs> Use them more as a condiment here and there. Yeah, it's funny. I, re- I received one of my shipments from Green Chef yesterday. Uh-huh. And I was going through all the different ingredients and there was a, you know, a thing of olives and I was like, nope. And I like pulled it out and threw it in the trash. Oh yeah. Whenever I get like thyme, the herb thyme. Yeah. I throw it away because I don't like it. The thyme goes directly in the trash. No one's ever said while they're eating the meal, this is missing something. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what the most common noun is? No. Said the most by the most people. Is it thyme? All the time. Yep. That makes sense. It, people say it all the time. See, I just said it right then. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to pay attention. It's funny. If you go up to somebody and say, do you know what is the most common noun? They never know. And you can say, people say it all the time. And then you can have a conversation with them and it will come up like probably three times. Like it just came up right then. Right. And you can say, we we, we said it in the past conversation like three times and people still never. <laughs> in fact, I said it one time in this sentence. <laughs> they say it all the time. <laughs> That's funny. I love that little fun fact. All right, let's go on to some feedback from Alex. And the subject is macro prisoner to IF. Hi, Jen and Melanie. I just want to start off with saying thank you so much for all you do. This podcast has really changed my life for the better. I'm 26 years old and have been a prisoner to macro counting, food scales, and depriving myself for years, which caused a dangerous binge restrict cycle. My friend Jennifer introduced me to this podcast, and I was hesitant at first because I wasn't ready to let go of the numbers. Well, about two months ago, I decided to go for it, and I cannot describe how free I feel. I'm 5'2 and always struggled to lose that lingering 5 to 10 pounds, and so far I've lost 8 pounds without effort. I feel amazing. I have tons of energy. My sleep has improved, and I can proudly say I am sticking with IF for life. Thank you again. I am so grateful, Alex. Well, Alex, I loved hearing that. That's just great. It is freedom. Another lifer. You know, it really (laughs) is. You know, we've had from time to time, you know, sometimes people in the Facebook groups or we've had it as a question. They're like, could you just record everything you eat maybe every day for a week and then tell us how many calories or what the macros are? And I'm just like, I just can't. No, I can't. I can't do it. I can't imagine Like, even though I eat meals, you know, from the meal delivery companies that tell you how many calories, I often throw in just butter willy nilly or toss in some cream or, you know, and even, even so, you know, maybe the tomato is bigger. It's it's impossible to calculate exactly how many calories are in the food, but just the thought of it gives me the heebie jeebies. 
Yep, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I just, I can't do it. I cannot. So y'all don't ask. I'm not going to do it. I'm not <laughs> going to calculate no. my calories, my macros, or anything ever again. It is freedom. All right, one more feedback. This is from Maria. The subject is clean fast. And Maria says, I want to thank you, ladies. I've been doing IF since September. I do mostly a 20-hour fast. I would take apple cider vinegar and lemon on a fasted state. I thought it was fine. I heard you guys say it's a gray area, but I still wasn't convinced. I thought I was okay drinking that, but I was wrong. It does affect me. I would get hangry, but now that I clean fast, I see the difference. I feel so much better. Keep up the great work and happy fasting. And I know Jen loves that email. I've just heard it so many times, but it never gets old. Never gets old just because I get it. Maria, because I wasn't fasting clean when I was having the stevia or the the diet sodas during the fast, and I always thought it was fine, and I would have defended to the death that fasting worked for me because I was losing weight. I would have said, this works for me. I'm losing weight. It's not impacting me at all. I was chewing gum like it was my job, and when I finally read the obesity code and cut all that out, I was like, oh, It didn't work for me. I was wrong. I just thought that it did. So take the clean fast challenge and stick to just plain black coffee, plain water, plain sparkling water, plain tea, and not all the things that they call tea that are those nine bazillion products on the tea aisle, but stick to plain tea made of tea and give that for at least a month, maybe even six weeks. And then try again with that thing you think is not a problem. And you're going to be so surprised. Yep. The clean fast is the magic. The next question is from Abby, and the subject is newbie. Abby says, hi, I've been introduced to your podcast by my cousin after I expressed interest in IF only four days ago. I've listened to a few of the episodes and am enjoying them a bunch. When I told my cousin that it's hard to control the amount of food I eat in the eight-hour window, he told me I must start with fats. I have been starting with a green smoothie that has protein powder, collagen. How can I learn some of the basics about types of food to start eating, etc.? I love that I don't have to restrict certain foods except for high FODMAPs because of my history of SIBO and Hashimoto's. Thank you so much for your knowledge. I know it's a lot. Friend from the North. Well, hello, friend from the North. Um, So I know this is a specific question, but I thought it tapped into a really general idea. And that is the idea that people think often that there's some right food to quote open their window with, or that they need to eat this certain food in this certain order, you know, to feel full and that there's, you know, some answer. But I think the answer is that... (laughs) There is no one answer, you know, so you really have to work it out and find what works for you. And that sounds like a lazy answer in a way, but it's because it's true. It's the only answer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to include this was to encourage people that there's not one answer. So you really have to experiment and find what works for you. So like, so like when Abby told her cousin, you know, that she, she, was trying to figure out what type of foods. And her cousin was like, you must start with fats. Like that, that's the answer. You know, clearly that's probably the answer for her cousin. Right. (laughs) But um, we don't know if that's the answer for Abby. So Abby, going back to the earlier emails that we had about experimenting, and this is a, a way of life and, you know, a journey, and you can always try new things. Try starting with fats. 
see what happens. Does it work for you? You know, give it, you know, try it a few times, see how it works. If it doesn't work, try something else. But that's the beauty of it is you can always try new things. You can always try new combinations. I mean, it sounds like you know that going low FODMAP works for you. That's something that for me, I know works really well. And so I'm very happy existing within that paradigm and, you know, exploring and experimenting within that paradigm. And I feel really good about that. And um, it sounds like that can work for you as well. But then beyond that, so you're, you know, wondering how to learn the basics about what types of foods to start eating. That's really just something that you're going to have to research and explore and experiment with. And that's why in my book, What When Wine, I, I'm, I don't say eat these foods, don't eat these foods. You know, I have like levels of, you know, foods that are most likely potentially problematic for people that might be, that probably aren't. But then within that, it's really just finding what works for you. So sorry, I'm not more specific, but those are my thoughts. I'm shameless plug. I would, I would definitely recommend getting my book because it does have those lists and like something to look at and start experimenting within. And that might help you a lot, but, um, the work is up to you and it's a journey. How about you, Jen? Well, I think the big key, you, you handled it really well about that, you know, there's no one way that you must start. Like, for example, people like to ask that question in the groups, like, what should I start, you know, eating with? And people always say everything <laughs> because they list what works for them. Like one, one answer that people say all the time is, I like to open my window with nuts. Well, nuts make my stomach hurt. So I can't open my window with nuts. So the answer for one person is not the answer for another. But I want to dig down into another problem that you're mentioning, Abby. You said it's hard to control the amount of food that you eat in your eight-hour window. But you also said you started IF four days ago. And so that is why there, well, there are two reasons why you're probably having trouble with the amount of food. One of them is the fact that you just started four days ago, and it takes a while for your appetite controlling hormones to get back into balance. Now, I'm going to be honest that that did not happen for me when I had an eight-hour window. I needed a shorter window than an eight-hour window for my appetite hormones to get back into control. So consider that. Think about, you know, over time, you may find that you need a shorter window than eight hours. Maybe not. Maybe an eight-hour window is your perfect sweet spot. You'll just have to see. But if you continue with the eight-hour window and you're not getting the results you're looking for, you know, try a six-hour window or a five-hour window and see what that does. But even if an eight-hour window is your sweet spot, four days is not soon enough to have the hormonal changes that you're looking for. So really keep that in mind. This is something that takes a while. It it might take three weeks. It might take six weeks. And so a lot of people overeat at first, which is why we see people not losing weight at first. You know, this is, again, the opposite of every, you know, quote, diet plan you see in the the tabloids at the the checkout counter where you're going to, like, lose all the weight by next week. This is not like that because during the adjustment period, you're likely to overeat because everything's out of whack and then you're actually gaining some weight at first. So just be aware that this is a normal part of the process and it doesn't mean you're going to always overeat. It doesn't mean that you you are a bad person who can't control yourself. It just means that your hormones are trying to figure this out. And then over time, when you keep tweaking your window length and maybe even also the foods that you eat. Because the right foods will help you feel those signals sooner as well. The foods that are right for your body. So give it some time. Yeah, I'm really glad. Really glad, glad you, you addressed that as well. Yep. So many factors come into play. Always, always. 
All right. Question from Sally. The subject is IFN age. And Sally says, I am 81. I feel inside like 32 in good health take pride in my appearance and always want to improve both healthfully and mentally. I take bridge lessons, play bridge, and I'm two, am in two other card groups, hand and foot and ons. I don't know anything about card games, apparently, Jen. Or is it onzy? I don't know what that is. It's O-N-Z-E. I've never heard of that. Well, we don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, junior league study group and book club. How many of us elderly women are doing IF? I've been doing one meal a day since December 2018, clean fast. All the usual diet suspects earlier. Any chance of having a group for people over 65? We are never too old to learn, and I have learned so much from your books and podcasts. I read both books and most of your other recommended reads. Thank you for your efforts, time, and talents. All right. So this is a question for Jen, really. Jen, are there a lot of um, people over the age of 65 in your groups? And would you consider starting groups for the older women? You know, we get this question a lot. People want like a very specialty group because, you know, you feel like, you know, you want to be with, you know, people that are just like you. But I really, I don't want to start different groups, you know, because we could literally have like, like 5 million different groups, <laughs> you know, you know, people who do intermittent fasting and are vegans or people who do, you know what I mean? It could just go on and on and on, you know, one for people who are in their thirties and it would never end. So I actually like to have us all together because we're all going to be 65 one day. And so the experiences that you're going through we're all going to be there going through them too. And so you're kind of showing us what it's like for someone your age and and we're learning from you. So that's really important. Now you might feel, might feel like, you know, we don't have a lot of people over the age of 65 in our group, but I just did some math. Now Facebook lets us know the stats of the group membership. And so in my largest Facebook support group, by the way, Melanie, we just hit a hundred thousand a week ago. That's insane. In that Facebook group, we're already up to 102,000 since then, almost 103,000. We're growing really, really quickly. But in in our group of almost 103,000 members, six and a half percent are over the age of 65. So that means we have 6,630 members over the age of 65 in our group. 12% are over the age of 55 and 40% are over the age of 45. So we we've got those age groups that are solidly in our demographics. So you are not alone and you're right that we're never too old to learn. And now that I'm about to hit 50 this year, 65 does not seem, seem like a, like you need a special group. You just stay right here with us. We're all together. I will say my thoughts on it. I really encourage people to, I would say if you would like a group specific to that community that you're, you know, looking to form a relationship with, start your own group. Good point. I I think that's the answer. You know, um, you could still exist within the larger. That's what we've done, right? Yeah. Still exist within the larger group, but then definitely create, you know, a more curtailed group specific to your, your likes. And, um, Speaking of, I actually just changed. So my group, the Paleo One Meal a Day group, I realized it's becoming, I mean, it's it's basically people talking a lot about, you know, paleo, whole foods, fasting, intermittent fasting, but then also all the bio, the biohacking stuff, you know, so like juve and I mean, like conversations about 
you know, sauna therapy and all the, all the tangents that I typically go on (laughs) as you know. And, um, so I actually just changed the name of the group to make it broader rather than, you know, creating a separate group. So now for listeners, it's called paleo one meal a day biohackers. And then the subtitle is whole foods plus intermittent fasting plus life, I think. So, um, yeah, I realized because our group is sort of newer. It's interesting how it like evolves in a way. I don't know, Jen, if your group, like if you felt a sense of evolving or if it kind of stayed the same since it was specific from the beginning. It has changed and evolved, not in content, but in the membership, because, you know, as I just mentioned, we've grown almost 3000 people in a week. And so the way that the main group has changed is in the the fact that it's so many, so many people are beginners. I mean, we've doubled since like November. And so we're, we're growing so quickly that it's, it's really become a beginner group, which is okay because beginners have to start somewhere and we welcome the beginners. And we're also really glad to have the experienced people there to answer the questions that the beginners have. So it's really, really important to have, have both, you know, but I do have the advanced group that is people who have read delay, don't deny. You have to have read delay, don't deny to be in the advanced group. And so that group, it really it is such a different conversation. It's, it is more a more nuanced conversation because everybody's starting with the same, you know, knowledge and understanding. But yeah, the group has changed a lot just because it's just grown so quickly, which is a good problem to have. Yeah. So for listeners, definitely join our groups. And definitely if there's a group that you'd like to be in that doesn't exist, you know, create it as your own group. And if it's exactly, if it's relevant to me, let me know and I'll, I'll come join you. <laughs> come join you there. But um, I love having the Facebook group, Jen. I do too. I mean, mine's like much smaller than yours. We're only at about 2000 members, but it's like my little happy place. It's like, I can go there and I'm like, oh, it's, you know, people who want to talk about things that we're all, you know, things we're all interested in and we're all learning and growing and at least with mine, because mine's, you know, much smaller. We don't have any drama or anything. And it's, everybody's really open to discussion and trying new things. It's been just absolutely wonderful. It is wonderful. That That's how the advanced group is. And, you know, I started with the one meal a day group and it was, it felt so huge when it had 3,500 members. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so big. And the other one I started at about that time and the, it was just for the book. But then people showed up who hadn't read the book or hadn't heard of the book and it just kept growing and growing and growing, which is why I started the advanced group. But it's been fun to watch each group develop its own personality. The one meal a day group that I've had since 2015 has a totally different flavor than the delay, don't deny group or the advanced group. But it's, it's a little bit more like, I don't know, a little more um, raucous, <laughs> maybe a little more edgy, but I like it. You know, a little more people who are like, you know, going to go over the edge a little bit. So it's fun to have the different groups with the different personalities. And there are people that are only in one or the other because, you know, they like the flavor of one more than the other. And that's just fine. But yeah, I don't have time to do any more groups. No more groups. I can't do any more groups. (laughs) I I would have to stop sleeping. Yeah, I was um, asking my group, I was like, should we change the name to include something about biohacking? And people were like, yeah, you should change the name rather than start a new group. And I was like, oh, I was never going (laughs) to, I was never going to start a new group. (laughs) That was like never even on my to-do list. I like just having, having the one, 
I can't even imagine having more than one. But um, yeah, so you're good with your your three. Yeah, I am, and um, I really enjoy having them. It's it's just so you feel so good when you see people changing their lives to this magnitude. And what I love the most. I mean, okay, I can't really say what I love the most because there's so many things I love about it. I mean, I'm so grateful to have have had these groups grow so quickly and and be so supportive. And see, when I remember when we hit 5,000, I was scared. That seemed so big. And and you know, were we going to lose our our positive spirit? But we haven't. And and the members are just wonderful. We've drawn, you know, they say your vibe attracts your tribe, and I find that to be very true in our groups. And the thing that I love the most, as I said, I can't really say, but it's one, it's way up there, is that not only are people joining, but then they like bring their whole family, you know, and then somebody will, you know, their their mom and dad will join and their cousins are joining and their husband and their wife and their children. And, you know, we have whole families that are all in these groups together cheering each other on. Like somebody will make a post and someone said, I love you, mom. And you're like, that's your mom, you know, and and they're supporting each other. I mean, how many times, I mean, I think of all the diets I did, my husband certainly never joined me and certainly my children didn't start doing, of course they were little, but you know, we all do intermittent fasting now, all four of us. You know, I was just at the beach with friends and my college roommate is there and she lives the intermittent fasting lifestyle too. So we're just like living the lifestyle there together. And it's just, it's awesome. Yeah, no, it is really interesting because on the one hand with modern technology, I keep reading this that most people don't have close friends now these days. Like people, I think they, they do polls and the amount of like quote close friends people have is drastically small. And there's this overwhelming sense of loneliness. And I think on the one hand, like the internet and Facebook even, and things like that have created a sense of social isolation. And then the problem of, you know, comparing yourself to others. But on the flip side, I do think we shouldn't completely throw it all out because I think there are things like these Facebook group communities where you do genuinely connect to people and you can learn and grow and just engage in dialogue. And I think there's benefits in that. And I think wonderful things come from that. So I definitely think there's a place for these Facebook groups. And oh, yeah, I, I'm so grateful for mine. And well, this, this is how you know it's real. The cruises. You know, we've been on two. We have our third one scheduled for 2020 in June. And anybody who's interested, go to look for the Facebook group, Delay Don't Deny Cruise Group, and ask to join. You have to answer the questions. But we're going, we're not going to Cuba. Did I announce that already? The Cuba trip was carnival, changed the itinerary well in advance of the fact that now nobody's going to be taking cruises to Cuba. I think they pretty much knew that the, the writing was on the wall, but we're not going to Cuba. We're going to some Caribbean places like Nassau and another island. But when we go on these cruises, the the way that everyone feels bonded from day one, from the first minute we see each other, is is a true indication that you can get to know people just from a Facebook group. And it's pretty pretty impressive to see. And it's just very exciting how close everyone is. We're all different. We're from all over the world coming together on these cruises, but we know each other from Facebook. Yeah, I personally feel like one of my closest friends now I don't even I just know virtually and that's the woman who I moderate my right. Facebook group with yeah so I get it because that's how I feel about my moderators I'm so grateful to every one of them and the time they put in in helping keep the group the group so positive but yeah you really you do get a sense of somebody 
And so I, I think the, the internet has changed how we connect with people. And so, you know, I may be home alone while my husband's at work, but I don't feel alone because I have my, my virtual community. And, you know, I do go out for coffee every Saturday with my Delay Don't Deny group, but, you know, I met them all online. So, yeah, I feel like maybe the, the problems with social iso- social isolation and things like that probably come in more with things like Instagram, where it's you're just looking at other people, you know, and commenting rather than engaging in really intense dialogues and getting to know them. Yeah. You know, because with that, it's like you're just comparing yourself to other people. And you're just seeing other people. And yes, you can maybe comment and maybe they'll comment back. But really, it's just like, oh, here's let me look at this perfect manifestation of somebody and see how I do or do not live up. And let me put up this quote, perfect manifestation of me and feel like I always have to maintain this image. It's very like image based. But with like Facebook group. Right. I think the groups are different. Yeah. Yeah. With Facebook group communities. I I know nobody asked (laughs) about the implications of this. I just think it's a really interesting conversation to have. But I think with Facebook group communities, you can, you know, you're engaging a dialogue, you're getting to know people. It's a very different platform and community. So I think they're awesome. Well, the only time I was successful with intermittent fasting or losing weight or keeping it off, I mean, I had lost weight before I had gained it all back before. But the difference is, I had Facebook support groups that I joined. And I mean, of course, they led me down all sorts of crazy rabbit holes, too. This was back in 2014 when I was jumping around from crazy thing to crazy thing. But the common thread that ran through it all was intermittent fasting. You know, let me try intermittent fasting with this crazy diet where I ate five bites of food. You know, I was I was learning about those things in the groups. And let me try intermittent fasting and the egg fast. And let me, you know, let me try the potato hack. And people, I'm not suggesting you try any of these, by the way. But, you know, I was going down all these rabbit holes from the groups. But I was also learning a great deal from the other members. And and I was motivated to keep trying because I suddenly didn't feel alone. And, you know, I was trying this crazy thing and other people were trying it, too. So it's like I had friends to try it with. So I guess that could also be dangerous if you're trying dangerous things. So don't do that. Try safe things. But having the Facebook support groups made me feel like I wasn't alone in the hard thing I was trying to do. Yeah, I think that's so key. I've actually been, so I'm having um, an amazing author on my new show. I'm trying to decide if I should say who it is. I won't say who it is, but she has about. Oh, I want to know. She's amazing. And she has, I think, four books. Maybe four books. Well, now I really want it. You're going to have to whisper it to me later. Okay. <laughs> uh, but she has like a massive, massive following, like huge. And um, so I had to read all of her books really quickly. <laughs> but man, I was like soaking it up. She had – in one of, one of the books, she had a whole section on things that we need to succeed in our sense of identity and mindset. And she had a whole chapter on community and – how that literally affects like performance success, whether or not you feel like you have a community or a, a, you know somebody that you can rely on. Like it literally affects whether or not you're probably going to su- succeed in a project or something like that. And then she also talked about the importance of um, going through the people that you know and like making a list basically of all the people in your life and whether or not they create in you a sense of safety or sort of safety, but not quite, or if they feel unsafe to you and um, actually evaluating that and 
determining, you know, who to interact with based on that as a criteria, because, you know, with a lot of people and communities, we often feel judged and it creates like a sense of fear. And whereas we can be most like nourished and strong in our identity and successful if we feel accepted. And um, I think that's one of the other things about the Facebook groups is you can create this community where, you know, you don't feel judged and you feel accepted. And I think that's also really important. And that's a whole tangent, but um, it's very like, it relates scientifically to the brain to like how, you know, how we're functioning and whether or not we, um, yeah, if it, like it actually can like influence our health and things like that. So it's, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, definitely. It's a whole new world and we're, we're learning about it now. We're figuring it out as we go. I know. All right. Well, that was a very fascinating conversation to end on. Did not anticipate it going there, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're all very grateful for the, for the Facebook community that we were building. So if you want to join us in our Facebook groups, <laughs> please do so. All right. So these are my groups. The One Meal a Day group is called One Meal a Day IF Lifestyle. And you know it's mine when you find the one that has the cover photo with a steak baked potato, and green beans. And I purposely chose that cover photo because I wanted to show that you could eat meat, you could eat carbs, you could eat green beans. You can eat vegetables. Yes. (laughs) Although really, Jen, you should put in um, maybe some like spinach, like a paleo vegetable. I am not changing the cover photo because you can eat whatever you want. And it's been like that for the whole time and since 2015. And in fact, just this week, someone said, please don't ever change the cover photo. I always feel like I'm at home. And I'm like, you got it. I never will. Anyway, so there's that one, one meal a day, IF lifestyle. And to be to be admitted to that one, I had to kind of lock it down because a lot of people would just show up with their own idea of what one meal a day was. Like it had to be eaten in 30 minutes on one plate and you had to measure it with a ruler or some craziness like that. And I'm like, look, y'all, we've been here since 2015. We were the only one meal a day group on Facebook for a year or two. No one was even doing one meal a day. And here we were doing it. And so please don't come in here and tell us what we're doing is wrong because of your other group that you're in that has rules that of how your meal has to look. So I decided to really lock it down so people couldn't just wander in off the street. It, it really has helped with us not having arguing because nobody wants to argue on Facebook. Go be in your group wherever you are. Do what you want to do. Just don't come tell us what we have to do, you know. And so we um, you have to answer three membership questions. And one of them, you have to show that you're connected somehow with the community already. Either you've read my book or you listen to the podcast or you already know somebody in the group. So everybody who's hearing this today, you're hearing the podcast, so you're already connected to the community. So we don't have anybody coming in arguing with us anymore, and it's so nice. So that's the one. Then we also have delay, don't deny, intermittent fasting support. And my clean fast graphic is at the top of that one. And the third group is delay, don't deny, advanced book support group. And you have to have read the book to join that, So you ha- or you could listen on Audible and but you have to say something that's in the book that not just you know Jen likes you to clean fast because anybody knows that that has ever heard of me it has to be a little story or anecdote from the book so that you show that you've read the book because there are things in the book beyond just what I talk about on the podcast and it just really helps to have the same background information so those are my three groups and then my group with the lack of symmetry <laughs> is paleo 
OMAD for one meal a day, Paleo OMAD biohackers, intermittent fasting plus real foods plus life. And I titled that to include all the keywords, basically. Oh, I think it's about to thunder. <gasps> I just heard. I hear that. Jen, I have not heard a thunderclap in how many years? Wow. Oh, that's weird. I'm going to leave that in there. If you heard that, listeners, that was a beautiful moment. That was thunder. I'm just staring at the rain now. Okay, wrapping this up. Sorry. So please... <laughs> Uh, definitely feel free to join us there. It's wonderful. We're very open. You don't have to be paleo. You don't have to be doing any one sort of intermittent fasting. If you're just interested in any of the type of dialogue that we engage with, that we have on this podcast or all the tangents I go on, if you are interested in any of that, please join us. I will say selfish reason. One of the reasons I, one of the reasons I do love my group is I feel like people who join it at least are open to all of the random stuff I talk about. Because, you know, Jen, I have the problem of reading all the iTunes reviews. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, people people react differently to different things. And, you know, not, not everything is everybody's cup of tea. Right. And we can't be all things to all people. And when once we accept that, it's okay. Yeah. And I, I have, I've had to personally work with accepting, like, the quote, hashtag haters and <laughs> things like that. I'm like, well, at least in this Facebook group, I know people at least want to be there want to be there exactly and so that's very that's a wonderful feeling it really is a good feeling and yeah you just you can't be all things to all people and so and it's impossible to try and so when when you release that feeling of you know oh my gosh i've upset somebody yeah you're going to just for living your life (laughs) yeah it's really wonderful when um you know, every now and then people will randomly reach out to me and they'll be like, I just want you to know that I really, you know, appreciate what you do and all, and you know, how you like things you talk about. And I'm like, and I'm like, you have no idea. I am so grateful when people say that. I'm like, thank you so much. That is so wonderful to hear that. I don't know. It's really, really wonderful to connect with people and to feel heard and then to feel like, it's resonating right. and that there are other people who are interested and like goes back to the, the idea of community and acceptance and love. And exactly. And that's all I wish. That's all, honestly all I wish for everybody. So me too. Yep. All right. A few things for listeners before we go, if you go to ifpodcast.com slash episode 113. So the numbers one, one, three, and the word episode, I've never really detailed that, but <laughs> ifpodcast.com slash episode 113. That's where we will put show notes. We'll put links to those Facebook groups, anything we talked about, all the stuff we like, any studies, everything will be there. Uh, Like I said, we are Himalaya show. You can follow us in the Himalaya app to get access to our show 24 hours in advance. You can also get that supplement Atron Teal to really attack your gut issues and just support health in general. Lovemytummy.com slash IFP. Use IFP for 10% 10% off. You can follow us on Instagram. We are I have podcasts and you can follow us on Twitter. We are the I have pod. And if you would like to submit your own questions for this podcast, feel free to directly email questions at I or submit them at I All right. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful and I will talk to you next week, Jen. All right. I look forward to it. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the intermittent fasting podcast. Please remember The opinions we discussed on this show do not constitute medical advice. We're not doctors. 
check out ifpodcast.com for more information on us. Theme music was composed by Leland Cox. See you next week.